Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories of how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Anders from the band Green Sky Bluegrass over Zoom video. Anders was born and raised just outside of Philadelphia, and he talks about how he got into music, picked up drums at a very early age, moved on quickly to guitar, played guitar through high school into college, and while he was in college, he discovered the dobro. He shows us his dobro. He actually plays some of it, which is incredible. He talks about some bands he joined right after that. After he got the instrument, played it for six hours a day. Really became obsessed with it. He was in a few bands before joining Green Sky Bluegrass. He talks about joining that band. The band has eight records out. They just released a new record, their eighth album. But he talked to us about how they don't play the same set or even the same songs within five nights of each other on tour. And if they've played a certain song last time they were in, say, like Boise, they wouldn't play it the next time they came back. So juggling all the songs, kind of figuring out how they all sit, whereas maybe the song wasn't played three or four nights ago, but they played it last time they were in town, so they got to replace that song. So it becomes like a puzzle of putting their set together, which I thought was super fascinating. He actually receives a message while we're on the call, finding out that he's on the cover of Relics Magazine for this month. And this was something as a kid, he would cut out the cover of, glue it on the wall or tape it up on his wall. And just having him see that cover while we're on the call, like it is really, really, really cool. And we talk about one of the songs in the record, the new record that he wrote, actually wrote the lyrics to, the first song he has presented to the band that actually has lyrics. And we talk all about that as well. You can watch our interview with Anders on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be so awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Music, it would be so incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review if you have the time. That'd be great. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with Green Sky Bluegrass. Rad, yeah, so this podcast is about you, your journey in music, and we'll talk about the new record and how you guys got to where you are now. Yeah, man, whatever, whatever you want to talk about, I'm, I'm into it. I like talking about music. I like talking about Green Sky, everything. <laughs> Sweet, man. Well, uh, first off, talk to me about where were you born and raised? Oh shit! My, uh, sorry, this is my alarm for the. It's my alarm for the for the interview. <laughs> <laughs> That's me calling. Come on, yeah, sorry. right. Yeah, uh, <laughs> my bad. Uh, I was born and raised in Villanova, Pennsylvania, um, like suburbia Philadelphia. Okay. Um, and you know how like everyone, people are like, "Where are you from?" And like you say Philadelphia, but like, mm-hmm. look at me, I'm not from Philadelphia. <laughs> you know, like, and so people are like, "Oh, Chicago." It's like, no, not Chicago. Like everyone's from suburbia. It's kind mm-hmm. of in my theory, at least. I don't know. Um, no, I, I get it because that's it's so con- I'm, uh, I guess congested isn't the real word, but like there's so many different places you can live within such a short radius. Like right, you can live yeah. in, you know what I mean? Like getting right. from place to place or from Philly out is not that big of a stretch, right? Right. right. Well, people are like, oh, you're from Philly, you must be gangster. I'm like, look at me, I'm not gangster. Like, <laughs> I'm a hippie or like whatever I am, you know, like it's, you know um anyway so it goes but yeah villanova pennsylvania um that's okay. it's like the it's a nice like suburbia kind of vibe and that's you know that's where i grew up and that was always my thing like i played music there as a kid and you know it's 
that like I, I, I remember thinking to myself, and maybe I'm getting ahead of our interview, but like I remember thinking to myself, man, like when I grow up, like I want to, I want to play music. Like you know, it's like I want to, like I want to be a rock star when I grow up. And I'm not saying I am, to be clear, but like you know, it's like. But you, that's what you do about, for like, a living. I mean, that's pretty amazing, right? Yeah, I mean, like I, I definitely travel around the country and play music to thousands of people a night. Like, but. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, that's like pretty my, much what a rock star is. Well, yeah. I, uh, well, yeah, okay, I, mean, weird, I guess if you're not, you know, a stadium, you know, hair metal right, yeah, band yeah. from the 80s. Not, but not like Jim James. But, <laughs> right, but yeah. not many people are. Um, <laughs> well, you're not really getting ahead of yourself because I'm curious, at what age did you kind of have that epiphany? Like, you know, this is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a rock star. That's my, my oh, path. Oh, man. Um, when, when I was like probably about 12, well, my mom would tell you the story before I would, but like, so when I was born, I was born like, um, like two and a half months premature. Oh, wow. And, so it was my son. Like, but like, so like, but it, I'm old. So like in 1977, two and a half months premature was a big deal. Right. Yeah. So like I could, I was supposed to die or whatever. Like I, I don't even, have, I don't have a middle name because, um, wow. That, that's weird. But so like, my, my how many my well, real first, quick how, how many weeks were you well how many, i mean what, what you two and a half months would be like i'm just curious because i think my son was be, born um, so two and a half months two and a half months would be um 10 eight, eight nine, 10, ten nine. yeah yeah eight, yeah so yeah my ten. son was the exact same she was really? nine nine weeks for nine and a half Man. weeks premature so, yeah isn't that weird so now so now imagine that back in 1977 yeah that's like like it, wow. was, it was it was freaky for you right oh it was like, the most so, terrifying my my dad ever like my parents told me like I was my, my band and I, we joke about this because like, um, I like, um, we joke about my personality, which is whatever it is. But like, um, I was in a bubble for like literally the first two months of my life, mm-hmm. no human contact. My parents were there, but you couldn't touch me because I was in a bubble. Mm-hmm. And so the band jokes about the fact that like, <laughs> that's why I'm a complete dick. <laughs> 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 um, but like, so it was a big deal back then. Like, and, and it was like yeah. touch and go, like I, I could have died, and whatever. That's not this. The, the, we shouldn't talk about that. But like, man, no. But I mean, I can directly relate because this went. I went through this, you know, nearly six years ago. Yeah, man. And so, like, and, and like, technology and it, it has gone quite a, quite a way since since two thousand. You know, right, he was born right. in two thousand sixteen. Yeah, so back so. then, it was like a big. It was a big deal. Like my dad, my dad, like watched me turn blue, and all these doctors like swarming around me. And my dad yeah, was like, I can't well, imagine. here we go. You know, and you're, you, you can sort of imagine, right? <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I can, but yeah, it's like, I know. it was, you know, dude, it's seriously, I can't imagine what he was going through because of how, you yeah, know, yeah. the technology level oh, and what I had. To, I mean, you say in a bubble, I mean, my, my son was in a bubble for, for 21 days. Like we well, couldn't uh, even take, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, your, your son is going to be, a, he's going to play Dobro in a bluegrass band. So that's, <laughs> I already threw him on drums though. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, it's true, yeah. so my first, uh, the reason I brought this up, my, uh, my, doctor that delivered me he gave me a drum which i actually have it's actually have it in my room um oh wow uh, i guess i'll show it to you hold on so um um this is the this drum my this is getting intense but like so the doctor's name was hoagie vic talk about a great name hoagie hoagie vic i like that great name so he gave me this drum when i was born wow and and i was like and like i was obviously not playing drums but like so, you know, fast forward like 12 years or whatever, uh-huh. 10, 12 years, 
I started playing drums. And my parents were cool enough that they, I was like, I want to play drums. So they got me a drum set and put it in my room. And like, thank you, mom and dad. <laughs> you know, like, I'm, you know, like what? I mean, you're, you're a dad. If you're, if I was like, I want a drum set. You're like, ah, oh, shit. <laughs> like, I, well, I was like, okay, we're going to get an electric one. <laughs> yeah, right, right. <laughs> that's, so, where, that's where we went. Right? And so I started playing drums and like, <laughs> I'll tell you this, like, you know, you're talk, we're talking about music. Like, I remember um, I, I was taking drum lessons. And I was like, my friend, my friend, um, Will Stuntebeck came over. And I was like, like, you know what song this is? And he goes, dude, that's every song. <laughs> and I was like, fuck, man. He knew it right away. Can I curse on, can I curse yeah, on the yeah, podcast? Of course, you can say whatever you want, man. So I was like, I was like, fuck. Now I'm going to play guitar. Like that, that was the moment. And I was like, man, okay. That was ever, I was like trying to play like. Because oh, you mastered it already. You're like, no, I already no, know no, how to no, play no, the no. song. Because it was like, he was like, I was like, you know what songs is? Like, dude, dude. He's like, that's every fucking song on drums. I'm like, dude, oh shit, I'm out. And so I was like, I want to play melody. So I got a guitar. So I'm playing guitar. Okay. And, um, you know, and I sort of figured guitar would be cooler because <laughs> it wasn't every song. <laughs> like, right, right. Of course. And like, you know, I started playing guitar and I had a great teacher and, um, and like, so, you know, like started learning guitar, acoustic guitar, I started playing electric guitar and like went to college, played in like, you know, jam bands and stuff. And, mm-hmm. um, and then I started, I moved to Durango, Colorado and I um, met some people, started getting into bluegrass a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, um, are, are we clear? Are we, are we are we doing good here with the with the thing? Yeah, yeah, actually, I don't know if we can rewind or have a second here. If that's cool. Or, yeah, I'm just curious. So, drums. Then you moved on to guitar. And did you play at all in like a, the school band at all, or any capacity, or was it just basically like you know with your friends, or did you play in a band at all in high school or through middle school? Did they tell you about the story? Uh, so no. Um, so I was. I was um, I, I, I wrote to be to, to be totally transparent. This is how I do these things. I yeah. research you guys or, or anyone on the podcast, but I don't research heavily because, and I've had yeah. people comment on this and it, and I guess that I'm saying it now to everyone who, who's yeah, who I, left I, a comment like this, or it's basically like, if I research, if I over research you, then I'm telling your story and not giving you the opportunity. So yeah. I know what you have going on currently. Yeah, I, mean, I, I, re- I researched your podcast really heavily. <laughs> Did you really? No. Good. <laughs> so, like, so, um, I, I, um, I started, I was play, when I started playing guitar, I was like, I went in the jazz band in, in high school. Okay. And I was, and I was fucking late. <laughs> I was late to class one day <laughs> and I was like trying to be a cool jazz. Like I had a, an ES335 great guitar. And the, and the jet, the teacher goes, he's like, you're late. And you smell like weed. And I was like, no, I don't. No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> and then I got kicked out right then. And I was like, well, okay. <laughs> like, was it for the weed or being laid? <laughs> I'm not sure. So, I weed or that. Yeah. He's like, know. leave the weed, but you got to get yeah, out of yeah, here. Yeah. Sure like, <laughs> and so like, and like, I was like, okay. And I had to, I had to explain to my parents and my guitar teacher that like, I, like I, I got kicked out of jazz band. I had to make something up, but like, you know, I, I was getting high and playing guitar. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <You know? Like, laughs> I was a kid in high school doing that. Like, you know, and so, um, and then it was just like, that's what I did. We had a, had a garage band, just like everybody else. Like, mm-hmm. and, um, 
you know, it was just, it was just the way it, it was just the way it was. Like, I, I love, like, that's, you know, that's like, that's like music as soul, like high school kids playing in a, in a basement or something like three dudes, like a, a bass player who doesn't know how to play bass and a drummer who's like banging on the drums and a guitar player with an amp too loud. Like that is, that's music, you know, like that's, sure. that's the soul of music. Like, you know, that's, I mean, that's, that's the white stripes. <laughs> you know, like, right. Uh, right. No, I, that, and that's, I love how you said the guitar player's got his amp too loud. Cause I remember <laughs> growing up, like going to see my friends bands play. And I'm like, who is like, I didn't know it at the time that it was just like them not knowing how to kind of like mix and how everyone could kind Ooh. of be on a, a yeah. level playing field. It's like one guy is like ridiculously loud yeah. and then everyone's trying to catch up to how loud he is. And now the vocals are way down here. Cause yeah. you can't hear it's, anything. It's rock, it's rock and roll, man. It's like, <laughs> that's called Led Zeppelin, you know? Like, yeah. and, and you know, that's, that's what we did. And like, I eventually, like, I, I mean, I, I, stu- I studied guitar. I tried to get good at it. Okay. Um, like electric guitar. And then I started getting into like acoustic guitar and bluegrass stuff. And like, I don't know how much you know about bluegrass, but like the flat picking, like the, the like real good, the flat picking guitar, like the acoustic guitar stuff. That shit's mm-hmm. hard as hell. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah like, I watched so that and my mind is like blown. Like, yeah, I can play yeah. like power chords and like some right. and <laughs> terrible so guitar chords, but there's no, yeah. I can do any of that. And then so, so, um, so like I was trying to do that for a while and like, you know, move, moving through it. And I, and I got into acoustic music because the cool thing about like bluegrass or acoustic music is you, you can play it with people. Like, mm-hmm. you know, you know how like, um, I mean, it's, it's a weird example, of, like jazz players, they've got like a, there's a canon of music, you know, the same tunes. Right. Mm-hmm. And like in bluegrass, like traditional bluegrass, everybody knows the same songs. It's, it's, it's like, it's like Ralph Stanley songs or Earl Scruggs stuff. And like, you can play together because you know the same stuff and it's like three chords and a bunch of bullshit. Mm-hmm. But like, <laughs> Um, so like, um, I started getting into this stuff and and then one year I went to the Telluride Bluegrass Festival, um, which we now, I mean, this is going to sound a little cocky, but now we headline that every <laughs> Friday night. That's <laughs> it's awesome. Like, it, like I went there as a kid and I was like, I heard this Dobro workshop and like, so Dobro, this is a do- like Dobro is this thing. Like, this is what Dobro is. It's like this hubcap, like sliding it. this like that. Yeah. Thing. You know, like. And so it's like, you know, the, the deal is like, um, can I play it? Is that cool? Oh, yeah, man. Please so do. It's like, it's a, so it's like, it's like a. Like, so it's, it's like. I love it. I remember thinking, I was like, man, I remember here, I went to this workshop and like, or walked by it and I was like, man, that's the electric guitar, the electric guitar of acoustic instruments. Yeah, that's a great way to. I'm in. Oh wow, that that was it for me. Like, and I, I went back home to Durango, Colorado, and like, I bought a Dobro and like played it for six hours every day, right away. Like that was the deal. Sold, you know. Like, yeah. Wait, okay, real quick. No, I'm, I'm curious. So you're in Colorado. So how did you get from outskirts of Philly to? Did you say you're in Colorado at this point when you? Yeah. So did you when you just to catch up real real fast here. So when you finished high school, did you go to college to study music or you said I went, you, were, I went, um, you went, go ahead. I went to school in Colorado to Colorado college okay. to study like hippie science or whatever. And like, okay. I studied music there mm-hmm. a little bit. Like I, I was trying to minor in music, but um, uh, there was Colorado college is a really cool school, but they had this thing called the block program. 
mm-hmm. which is um maybe we're getting too deep, but so it was like the deals that you have um like for three and a half weeks you study one subject. Wow. Instead of instead of so you have a semester's worth of work in, in three and a half weeks, but only one subject. So it's and like so certain, it's like summer school, okay. Kind of, you know, where you well, no, is it, yeah, it was yeah. like it was really but like only one thing. So like that's really awesome. Cool. If you're studying if you're studying geology, they'd be like, cool, let's go to the rocks. <laughs> like get yeah. in the van, we're going. You're like actually gonna learn something. Yeah. Well, <laughs> maybe, well, we'll <laughs> but, but so so some things like music theory or like ear training. Uh-huh. Like so think about a semester's worth of ear training. You can't like they, they jam that into three and a half weeks. Uh, like, okay, tomorrow, point. tomorrow you have to be good at you tomorrow you have to be able to sight read. And it's like, <laughs> no, bro, yeah. no, and so like, and I, it wasn't, the, it wasn't the, my main objective, but like, I learned a lot about music there. And like, you know, it was, I, I learned a lot about, um, mu- and like I studied music there. I learned a lot about, I also went to Berkeley for a very small, like weekend, like a summer thing. Oh, okay. Like, but that was more just like, was that between college and high school or that was, was in, in high school? Um, yeah. Did you do that? Like summer program? I've heard yeah, other artists thing. talk about it. Yeah. It's people, talk, people tell you about that. I, I don't know too in depth about it, but I've heard, I've, I've interviewed a lot of people and I've heard that, that they've other people have done that. And then that's kind of how they got into yeah. Berkeley. There was like a stepping stone yeah. into the school. I didn't, I didn't, but it was really cool. Like, it's like, okay, you meet other musicians. You're like, okay, music is like, you feel it in your soul or whatever. And like, you know, you get it and you like study it. And like, I've never been like a, like, um, like a lot of people think like, like there's like the mathematicians of music kind of, you know, like, right, right, right. Yeah. And I respect that. But for me, music is like, it's the soul. Like it's the, it's, it's like, like the dobro, like the instrument. It's like, it's like speaking through an instrument and that Mm -hmm. like, that's, for me, that's like, it's a real, it's a real thing. And it's like hard to describe. <laughs> I don't know. No, it makes total sense though. Cause there's those technical players that maybe have never wrote a song or don't understand like that side of it where it's like, but they could look at a sheet, sheet music and just like shred yeah. the whole thing without even really thinking yeah. about it. Right. And, and we're the best part is we're both jealous of each other. You know? like, <laughs> right. Right. Like, like, you know, like, what um also uh, sorry just quick side note like um no we were at this uh we have this festival uh in mexico it's called strings and soul okay and it's, um, it's our fe- it's our festival it's on a it's like an all-inclusive resort it's us yonder railroad earth um oh, wow. string gushers, all, all our leftover salmon all our friends bands and what someone was so we're out we get on stage and we just jam we all jam with each other right and uh late one night someone comes up and they're like how do you guys just jam with each other like, do you like, do, do you like write it out? I'm like, listen, here's the deal. Out of these, out of like 32 musicians that are at this festival, maybe two people could read music out of all, out of all those people. That's, but it's not a bad thing because we cannot like, and some of the best musicians in, in the, you know, honestly, but like, it's not about, it's not about reading music. It's about feel, you know, and mm-hmm. It's hard to put into words and it sounds kind of silly when I say it, but no, but it, that's, I've always been blown away by that where a group of guys can get a guys, girl, whatever can get on stage and know, like play off each other. And you have to, it's like another, again, it's like the technical thing, their songwriting. And then there's that level of like understanding 
so much about it that you can actually jump on and start playing something off because you obviously don't know what the other person is playing exactly but you can vibe off what they're doing and it makes sense and sounds good it's just yes i mean like sounds cheesy but it's just jamming like you know it's so it's actually it blows my mind, it sounds even cheesier when i said it but <laughs> you know, it's, just, it's just jamming it's like you know the idea for me is like like music um like a lot of my favorite musicians like it's like the people that have no impediment between their brain in their hands and their instruments it's like my like think about like you know Derek trucks you're familiar with Derek trucks the name he's sounds the, familiar he's but... one of the best guitar players there is and okay. like literally just like it's not about like he's not trying it's just like it's just like his brain goes to here and that goes to the guitar and it goes whoa like it's just yeah. it's not like there's no effort mm-hmm. um and I've, I've always wanted to be one of those people and like i you know for me um yeah just like i think a big part of it is just being yourself mm-hmm. you know like um having your own voice and i mean you know what i'm saying and maybe i'm saying too much but like like being having your own voice like everybody can sound like everybody else but mm-hmm. the and so this is kind of like a bluegrass thing where like like um there's a lot of like dober players and they all sound like the guy who was the first one but like sounding like yourself and like just like putting your heart and your soul into an instrument and, and like just like putting your own voice into an instrument is really fucking cool like it's, it's important it's, stuff you know like but it's so how hard is that i mean to to find your voice right um to because i mean i I'm not a musician. I come from the world of, of radio. I did that for a very long time, but it was like when I was getting into radio, they'd always be like, hell, you hell just got to be. How hard is it to find your voice? You know, no, no. But like, <laughs> find, it's almost like finding your personality. You I'm know what kidding. I mean? Cause it's like, it's like, yeah, you can go on and, and mimic other people that you've listened to on the radio, kind of get like a generic sense of what you're doing. But then it takes a long time to figure out who you like, what you sound like and how that's different than everyone else. And yeah. it, I'm sure it's very similar now, with music. Now, now but you uh, riddle, riddle me this: when you've set, when you've like you, you've settled into it, right? Like occasionally you settle in, you're like, ah, oh, this feels great, right? You're like, you're like, man, I'm I'm like myself. I'm talking to people, and like, you, you know what I'm saying? You're yourself. I can when remember you, when that happened, being like, "Whoa!" Like, my the, man, yeah. The, it, it was like it was. I don't know how it happened, but it was like life changing when it did. I'm Dude, like, "Whoa, my man!" Right yeah that's what i'm talking about and like it could be anything like it probably happens to people in freaking programming like who knows you know like when you find your when you like find your when you find your groove or whatever whatever it is you're like i'm me Mm -hmm. as opposed to like just being someone else like you know that's that's really important shit so i I appreciate what you're saying and you know like yeah i mean as a when you started playing dobro was it something that you would hear other people playing and you're like trying to like when you say you found your, your voice, was it you were trying to mimic other people or kind of following what other people were doing? And then you're like, oh, you know, this is what um, I should sound like. This is me. Well, there, there were, there's not a lot of Dover players, which is like good for me. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I once made a joke. Uh, you know, the, ever heard of the band Fish? Yes. Um, so Mike Gordon, the bass player, I was talking to him one time and he was, he was like, or um, his drummer introduced, not the Fish drummer, uh, it was John Kimmock. He's like, Mike, you do Anders? And we, I played with Mike previously. And um, John's like, Mike, you know Anders? He's one of the best over players in the world. <laughs> I was like, I just laughed. <laughs> and I, 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 I said to Mike, I said, hey, Mike, 
you know how you become one of the best Dober players in the world? You just buy one. <laughs> like, <laughs> and like it's, it's a stupid joke. But like, there's not a lot of us out there, you know? And like, for me, um, it, it like, I took, I took a lot of my influences from like previous music mm-hmm. and tried to put it into this acoustic instrument. Like, just be myself. Like, um, so it's hard to explain. Um, but like, like the like bluegrass is a weird thing. It's like really this weird like tight ancestral stupid lame thing, and like I don't like it. But like, <laughs> but I do it for a living. <laughs> well, no, yeah, well, yeah, twist, plot <laughs> <Hot> twist. <laughs> um, but like, yeah, I mean, you know, the thing about green skies, we like green. So the word green sky is the opposite of bluegrass. Oh, good point. And so like that's, that. what our, that's what our band is completely like we um we play bluegrass instruments but we also like are like a psychedelic odyssey of music like it we like it's it's bluegrass but it's like the complete antithesis of bluegrass at the same time right and, and i don't know yeah. if you listen to much but like that's the deal man we're like no i may, what you're saying makes it complete sense and especially now that you explained it as like the name in bluegrass like oh okay that does make sense because yeah it has kind of more of a that yeah like a jam psychedelic sound to it but you're mm-hmm. using the like mm-hmm. you have all the elements in, in instrumentation or not instrumentation but the sounds that would come mm-hmm. from a bluegrass band <laughs> right but also a psychedelic rock band at the same time it's like it's crazy like we just and a little country tone in there too well, which country uh rebel country um yeah um never mind go on (laughs) i had a bad joke i stopped (laughs) you're like ah okay and scene (laughs) (laughs) no um well going back to you know seeing you like taking back again to when you said you saw the dobro and you're like okay this is an electric guitar but it's a sounds acoustic after having that moment, you went. You said you went home, and then you bought one. Is it like we, I kind of stopped you and rewinded yeah, at that sorry. point. So I went back to Durango, where Colorado, where I was living. Okay, and I bought a Dobro. I started playing six hours a day. Wow, so just, that's it was it was like I was like, this is it. I love this fucking thing. Like, and I just started playing, and like, you know, the thing about you know, it's, it's really, you know, it's maybe a little foreign to this particular podcast, but like the thing about like, everybody plays guitar. Like, so if you go to mm-hmm. a jam and like in bluegrass, people have jams and they sit around and jam, like, but like everyone can play guitar. And the second I started playing dobro, I never was allowed to play guitar anymore. <laughs> you know, like, oh, you got, okay. just, just because it was like, Oh, you got something different. And that was the deal, you know, like, um, but like, you know, that was, it was just my instrument from there on. Like it really, you know, and like, I, it's, it's just, it's been my thing. Like I love, it's lyrical. It's like, it's interesting. It's like, people are like, oh, do you sing? And I'm like, nope, not very well, but I don't because the dobro sings. Like it's like this lyric, it's like a slide guitar, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like that sings instead of me. So it's been my thing. And with that, like once you got it home, like once you, you know, practicing six hours a day, joining these jam sessions, when do you, like, how many years later are you in uh, bluegrass or white in green sky bluegrass? (laughs) (laughs) 
Um, you're great. You're great. You found your voice. Really think you found your voice. <laughs> I lost uh, it there for half a second. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I, I was in a couple bunch of different bands with a bunch of cool people, and eventually, Green Sky. Like, I just it just you know, I was looking for something, and they were looking for something, and it just kind of clicked. And like, I love. I'm a, I'm a song guy. Mm-hmm. Like I came from a background of like, like, so, like lyrics and like well-written songs are the most important thing to me. <laughs> and that's always been the thing for me. Um, and so like when I found, when I found green sky, I was, I was kind of looking for a gig, honestly. And like, and we, we hung out before and partied at some festivals or whatever. <laughs> like, um, so you're wait, real but, quick, you're in a band prior that was, doing yeah obviously playing yeah, festivals and, yeah, okay. yeah a couple bands and like but like i was looking for i was looking for something like kind of full-time type of thing and like what the band i was in wasn't really it and we we recognized that and like i I honestly made a list of bands i'm like man who who's the band that like i could i believe in that i think will be like a my bros <laughs> b will will like push and persevere and like try really hard um actually back that up that's b and c but a is like the songs man like lyrics and good songs and when i like the thing about green sky uh, particularly paul um he's one of the best fucking songwriters he's one of my favorite songwriters in the world and like it's so cool like, he's my little furry friend like he's a little <laughs> he's like a bearded little hippie guy that's like my bro but I really mean it. Like he's one of my favorite songwriters in the world. You know, like um, it's, it's like songs are songs are the deal. Like you can be the best musicians or the or like whatever in the world. But if you don't have the, if you don't have like the integrity of the songs, like the real like lyrical and melodic integrity, I don't give a fuck. Mm-hmm. And that's my deal. You know, and like that's why I joined. The, that's why Green Sky and I worked out together. Like you know, that was probably fifteen. I don't know how many years ago, but like. Man, you know, Paul's an amazing songwriter. Dave's an amazing songwriter. Now, Duvall on the new album is a great songwriter. It's like, it's like lyrics and lyrics and melody, man. It's like, you know, we can have all the fucking bullshit in the world. Like, we can have the best publicity company or whatever, whatever it is, and like all the hype in the world. But at the end of the day, man, a, a good song will stand the test of time, in my opinion. Sure. That makes total sense. And now, how, like, how far along were was the band before you joined? Like, did they have a record out or a couple of records out? Like, what they, year did they, you end up joining? They had probably two records out. Um, but, like, you know, now we've got probably eight records out, but, like, still no one gives a shit. It's like, it's like, you know, we never had a record label or anything. It's just like, we just make our music and, like, a live. Um, but they, they, they had a catalog, which I learned. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, you know, to be very clear, like when I joined the band, not to say I'm a, I'm, it's my thing, but like when, when, when we, the five of us got together, like things coalesced and like kind of built into this different kind of bigger thing, um, mm-hmm. hard to describe, but, you know, um, you know, we, we, um, it's like, it's 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 hard to it's hard to describe like um you know i've got i've got four best friends that we make that i make music with and it's fucking killer and i love it and like we're a live band so we you know play to like thousands of people a night mm-hmm. 
which is like my this member back back when I was 16. Yeah. So I was going for right? <laughs> and so and so like you know it's you know every night we're just like so excited to be doing what we're doing and like we're improvisational band and like every night's different and like and you know we we musically like peer over the edge of cliffs together <laughs> sometimes mm-hmm. when you do that you fall over the cliff <laughs> sometimes you, you sometimes you save yourself but like that's jamming you know like that's improvisation to me mm-hmm. i mean I'm, i don't know what your musical background is but like for me like jam bands and like improvisational music that's that's at my heart mm-hmm. I, I mean with i would imagine with having the amount of songs in the catalog you have i mean eight records right this is the newest one is your eighth record mm-hmm. how would you like how would you even sift through that to figure out a set? Like, do you have like a basic set list? Like, here's five songs we're going to play and then we'll kind of improvise through some of it. Like, like, I don't, I would, how how does that happen? Well, I'll tell you, man, it's like, I mean, it's, it's crazy. Like, so this last, we just last, we did, um, probably let's see. Well, I know actually we did, um, 19 shows or something. Yeah, you just got we, back, right? What, like, yeah, and, we, and so we and so we didn't do. We decided we were like just fucking around. We're like, let's not do any covers for this whole tour. Let's only play original music. Mm-hmm. And because we're a jam band, our, our fans like follow us around, which is thank awesome. you. Um, <laughs> like, so we play. So we'll play like every four nights. We'll never. We will not repeat a song. Wow. Yeah, like we come from that jam band school, like the you know the Fish and the Grateful Dead shit. Yeah, like, that's amazing. And so like. So but we have to write these set lists where it's like, okay, every night we have to write, you know, two sets of music that like arc and like, you know, do what they do. And then, so we take into account like, A, what we played the night before, mm-hmm. B, what we played in that town last time we were there. Not allowed to play that. It's off the table. And wow. Then, and so the night before is off the table. And, and like, so we, like, it, it's, it's, <laughs> it's a really interesting process and it's fun as hell. It's also a pain in the ass, but like, you know, literally like we'll play, we'll play. I think we do, we can do five nights in a row without repeating a song and we choose to, which is fucked up because there's like, I mean, I'm not saying there's like hits or anything, but like, you know, like people are like go play windshield or whatever, you know? And like, and, sorry, we played that three nights ago. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, exactly. That's, fucking That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah. And but like, but like our the fans that are like the like someone yells at and they're like oh whatever noob or you know like you know, <laughs> noob. And, but like but so we're like it's it's a real it's like for us it's like a exercise in like playing all of our songs and like creating you know trying to create bigger soundscapes or everything like you know i i sometimes i i'll go see a band and i'll like envy them like like you get to play 60 minutes it's the same set as last night. You must be really good at that set, you know. Like, <laughs> right. Um, and we so we have to play two. We play two seventy-five minute sets, and we only get to play those songs once a week because the next night's a different song. You know, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's fucking intense, man. That is. I mean, you guys are literally like creating. The, like I want to say, like going back to to like kind of tying to radio, I guess, because it's the only thing I yeah, know sure. is like you're programming your set list like you would like a playlist right. or, where you don't want to repeat right. something you know you're right. like well i can't repeat that because i had to line this up and it played on you know it played on thursday last week or whatever it is or it's like 
the fact that you would yeah. go back and be like, we played Atlanta last year and we did yeah, this that's, song. That's where it gets weird. Yeah. Like how, you know, well, we can't, that might, yeah. Then you're like, okay, it's day four and we haven't played this many, these songs, but one of them we played in Atlanta yeah, well, last but time. He, you're like, there's, oh, there's, okay. there's wiggle, there's wiggle room there. Okay. Like, you know, we were, we were the, the tabernacle in Atlanta last weekend. We did two nights there. And, um, also COVID fucked everything up. So, you know, you know the deal, but like, yeah, you could have started, you start right. from yeah, so scratch. Like, <laughs> so last time, last time we were at the tabernacle, which was like two years, you know, usually we're there every year or like whatever. Uh-huh. It's been like two and a half years. And we realized last time we were there was our guitar player, Dave's birthday. Um, he's got a really good mustache. It's kind of part of his gig. And like, so we all shaved mustaches for his 40th birthday. And we sort of <laughs> forgot about that until we were on stage. Like we walked on stage. We're like, Oh man remember that time <laughs> like and like we started playing the same songs as we played that time just for fun like okay there's, there's no rules it's just like right right the jam the jam band ethos i mean like it's it's a real trip i mean <laughs> you know i grew up on that shit it was like you know you go see the grateful dead or fish and you're like man you look at the set list of the night before and you're like well we're not gonna hear those like we you start to know what you might hear and you get excited mm-hmm. about it and like somehow we became that thing like like the jam band world embraced green sky <laughs> like and and i appreciate it. like people fucking follow us around it's crazy because i used to do that shit with other bands like i used to mm-hmm. fucking cook cook cheeses <laughs> like i used to be like selling t-shirts on the lot and fish you know like <laughs> and people are not doing that with me it's fucking insane man like, that's so cool um yeah i was about to say that at least you're not a band where they can your fans can do that because i'll do that now i see myself doing that like oh i'm gonna go see so-and-so what did they play last night? What, 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 like, where can I, like, go, where will a good bathroom break be where I've already heard this song yeah, 50 right. times when I've seen this band? Or, like, right. oh, are they going to do, ah, oh, they didn't, they're yeah, not but, playing yeah, that but, song. So, <laughs> so, but, like, so, but like, you know, when you see, when you, like, but you go see a band, you're like, I mean, if you know that, I mean, I'm not sure what you're into, but like, if you, like, everything, um, you I see mean, a band, it's like this, it's like, you know what the set list is going to be because that's, that's what they're doing on that tour. Mm-hmm. like how does that make you feel are you like man i'm psyched about it or like i mean real yeah fun. it's kind of both ways i mean it's what's what's sad is like i'm psyched when i'm looking at it for the first time on the sheet um like on <laughs> setlist.fm or whatever it is yeah. and then at the show i'm like oh, okay well i know that this is playing so i know this song's next yeah and it's yeah. like it almost ruins it for you it totally actually it totally what's, ruins what's, it for what's, you. what uh, who's what's your favorite band um my favorite band that's a great question uh i don't know i like a lot of different bands I like green day growing oh. up um what, right now right now favorite band at the moment halsey nice i know that's random but i no, think so she's really such cool. a great songwriter yeah um, I but i like everything i mean i like the i grew up with the evo pop punk stuff um yeah. but i like the singer songwriter stuff and i also like you know pop music alternative yeah, are you are you, are you um place. are you hip to are you hip to the bahamas what, is yes. Guy, yeah. It, yeah. It's not a guy. His name is Bahamas. Bahamas. Yeah. Easy, yeah. The band. Name, but yeah. Yeah. That, like, man, Paul and Duvall, the two guys in my band, they're like, you got to check this shit out. I love that guy. Like, you know, the, like, just like, 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 um, what's the, what's the right way to put it? Like the delivery of like, like on, like on, um, Sorry, I'm trying to put it into words. Um, no. the, like, 
uninhibited like belief and just like this is me like with songs like i love that shit like yeah um you know like uh i I love that dude we did we did um we did a session with him um wait during during quarantine Uh he did these things called um it was like lot like sort of live here we call it sort of live and so Uh so um ify the guy who's bahamas he was in, he was over in a room and we were all in a room and like we played together we were jamming. Oh wow! So, yeah, and like and the funny thing is that, like he's like the hero of Paul and like our our songwriter and Duvall our bass player. Like uh-huh. they were so excited about it. I was like, what? Whatever was a jam? They're like, no, don't fuck it up. <laughs> they're like, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, they're like, dude, we're, like we're playing we're playing his songs and they're like, like the the song the line goes like this like don't mess up this melody. I'm like whatever, man. Like I'm gonna do what I do. Yeah, and but like it was so fun. Like during COVID, like you didn't get to jam with anybody anymore, <laughs> and right? Like, even through a computer, like Green Sky plus Bahamas, we were jamming. It, I mean, we we're jamming, but like it felt good, <laughs> you know, like uh, crazy times, man. Were you guys able to play together in a room, or no? And all of you were virtual, and no, we no, so. all of. Sorry, I don't know what's going on. Um, no, okay. Green, Sky, Green Sky was all in a room. And then, okay. And then Afy was in another, in another room in Canada because that's where he's from. Mm-hmm. He likes sandwiches. And then, but like, so we were all like, we were like virtually jamming. We could all hear each other in headphones. Okay. And after the song, be like, was that cool? We don't like, no one knew it. Like, it was yeah. really fun. Was it hard um, to like vibe off what he was doing? If you aren't like, yeah. I'm sure the energy is obviously different. If he's Yeah, we were excited and him. like, we, it was it was like what the fuck is going on my computer sorry <laughs> um, no i don't even know uh, oh good man um uh so that's um that's a um say um ting uh, um so it was really weird but it was also cool um because we we're playing his songs with him mm-hmm. and so we're in the ears we're playing together and then afterwards we'd, we'd like take our headphones off and be like was that cool and be like was that cool and like we didn't we couldn't tell oh okay but, i see what you're saying but, but it was awesome like i know I, I respect the hell out of that guy you know like he, he's like yeah, his that song waves like his he's such a badass man like, mm-hmm. i love i just love his style also i love his social media presence <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like he's like what up wait so he's like what you fuck? he's like can you <laughs> I have no idea how to stop this, really. Um, was, you know, he's like a good Canadian gentleman. And yeah. he's like, oh, hey, how you doing? And like, <laughs> I just love him. Anyway, what were we talking about? I don't know. I just said, I, uh, you're asking me who my favorite artist was at the time. Yeah, I said, uh, well, I yeah, I was just saying. Besides besides Green Sky. Besides Green Sky. I said Halsey because I like the fact oh, yeah, that she yeah. is so massive. Well, yeah. I mean, she's one of the biggest artists on the planet right now, and she yeah. still writes songs like she does not care what anyone else thinks. Yeah. Like, man. have you I heard mean, the new record she did with uh, the sure Trent Reznor from Nine sure Inch Nails? I'll check it, it out. It's really good. I mean, yeah, it sounds like, like an alternative, like, industrial rock album. But like, I mean, it's Nine Inch Nails. It's Trent Reznor and Atticus Trent, Ross. Yeah. And then yeah. her. It's, it's incredible. Now, but you're like you told me you're ly- you're a lyric guy. Yeah, oh, is it is it stand up like the word stand up? Oh, that's why I like it so much. Like, and you're just hear how honest fist she is, bump, and it's just like fist bump. Fist bump. <laughs> All right, cool. Because you'll hear I'll how honest she is, and it's just like whoa, like 
and this is coming from somebody that has a fan base that probably ranges from like young little kid to i mean right. she was in that sing two movie to yeah. like you know then some of the stuff you she says you're like whoa okay <laughs> right. yeah yeah way to like, be honest that's the deal man like i mean i mean it like words are, words are fucking important like that's mm-hmm. the deal like and I, and I don't even i mean i write i write i wrote one song on the new album okay. but, like, but like for me words are the deal like I don't care if you're the best musician or the weirdest or whatever you are. How many songs have you written for the band? Like a lot um, or not? No, lot. On the record, uh, on albums, uh, mostly our instrumental music. Um, but as far as lyrics go? Good question. This is, this is the first one. Oh, it is. Yeah, That's amazing. Sir. Yeah. And so, man, uh, you know, I... Like I spent a lot of time around really great songwriters, and so like it, it's been intimidating to me forever. Mm-hmm. Um, and so th- I had this, I had this idea of this like chorus in my head. Um, and the song, the song that I wrote is called "Monument." It's the second song on the record, and um, I had the, I always had this idea in my head: you can build a castle, but it crumbles to a cave. Funny how a monument looks just like a grave. And I had this idea, and like I just kept cycling it, and then like. It was like this thing in my head, and then um, fucking COVID hit, <laughs> it, and like all of a sudden, this this lyric that I had in my head became this like other this bigger thing. And so, um, I call my buddy Chris Calbuta, who like he's a national guy. He he writes like songs for pop stars and stuff. And mm-hmm. he's also a hippie, Wookie guy, like you know my friend. And so we we started like we it was like I had a bunch of ideas for the song. We like we were like, well, let's finish it and like, let's make the songs what it is. And like, you know, made, like the idea of the song is like, imagine. Well, not imagine. Like the idea is like, our lives as musicians, we had this thing that was so fucking cool, right? <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. our lives are amazing. We're fucking rock, rock and roll stars, sort of. <laughs> but like, what the fuck? Anyway, uh, so. <laughs> I don't know. How to I really have no idea. And so it's all right. Um, so like, and then all of a sudden it's ripped away from us. Right. And like, all of a sudden we're sitting at home and like, we don't like, we built this huge thing and then it's gone. And we're like, we have nothing to do with our lives. And so Chris and I, we, we built the song together and it's like, um, don't know what you're holding when it's right there in your hand, no matter where you're going, where you've been, you might well end up where you began. But the idea is like, um, it's like, um, look at all that's grown from the seeds that we planted. I think it's safe to say, can't take a single one for granted. Um, and it's like, you know, it's like, it, it, like the idea is like, here's this great thing gone. Mm-hmm. And then we could, it was, it was like, we think about making a really sad song. But then we decided, the two of us, to write like, what if, what if this song was like, if, fuck, what? Sorry. Well, so what? We're like, well, what if the song was like, like, let's write the song as like, um, and this is like back in the real COVID days, like pre-vaccine, pre-everything, right? Uh-huh. Like we're sitting on opposite sides of the deck, so we don't right, like, right, you know, like touch the same and, piece of metal yeah, in right, seventy-two like, hours. Like, yeah, exactly, man. Like, don't fucking yeah, wipe your groceries down. Remember that? <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> right. And so. Like, and so, but we were like, man, here's the idea. Let's write the song as if 
when when this all ends, which was we didn't know if we didn't know. The idea is let's write the song as when like melodically and like like let's let's make it as if like when this all, when this shit all ends, if this is the first song you want to play in, a, in like the field in Bonnaroo with like 50,000 people and it was like, what's the first song you want to play? You know, like what mm-hmm. would it sound like? So we wrote the mu- we wrote the music like that, where it's like this really triumphant kind of thing. And, it, you know, and it was really fun. Um, you know, I'll tell you, man, uh, we like we, I got to play that song at Red Rocks. Uh, we, we do we do a couple of nights at Red Rocks every year. That's awesome. And like, so the idea, Chris and I, Chris and I were like, man, let's just make it as if like, what would it feel like when you finally come back? And what would it feel like? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're just like, you know, we don't know. We're like, maybe we're going to all die. <laughs> like, <laughs> seriously, like, no, but yeah, seriously, nobody bro. knew what was happening, yeah, right? Like, seriously, bro. And like, we're like, well, let's, like, let's make it as if, let's, let's write this, the melodies of like, you can build a castle, crumbles to the cave. And like, we wrote it that way. And like, and fuck, man. Um, so, like, I think uh, it was a, so we played three nights at Red Rocks, and I think it was the second night. I was like, guys, I want to open. I want to open with a song because I didn't want to do it the first night because I was too afraid. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like, just I, I think I, I would be emotionally overwhelmed. You know, like right. The second night, I was like, I was like, I want, I want to open with a song, and it was like, I remember sitting there and being like, boom, like starting the song and being like, fuck, like this is what we're talking about. You know, there's like 10,000 people, like Red Rocks is it's in my, yeah. the best venue in the world. And it's like, I want to go there so bad. I've never been. I've, dude, get yeah. your ass there, man. I don't know. There's, I, I want, there's, yeah, I, there's, uh, I, need, uh, I need to get there. There's certain bands I would like, a, your band would be awesome to see there. Like, I wouldn't want to see like a rock show there. If that makes sense. Like a rock, yeah. rock show. Yeah. Well, here's the deal. Call me. I got you. So what I'm saying is like, you know, we're like, man, let's, let's make this, let's write the song as if it was the, like, it was the first song you could play after quarantine. And fuck dude, like playing that song, like, at, like actually doing it emotional as hell, you know, mm-hmm. like it was like 10,000 people getting the fuck down. Like it was like, that's, <laughs> that's what we're talking about. You know? Like, yeah. It's serious business, man. It's like, I don't know. It sounds it sounds cheesy to put it into words, but not at but all. You, you know what I'm saying? It's like no, not at all, man. It's heavy stuff, you know. Like, yeah. Was it was it hard to present song a song to your bandmates that you had written the lyrics to? Like, I mean, you said you hadn't done that before. Like, hey, you know, I wrote these these words. Mm-hmm. Like, I have this. Me- like, was that a difficult thing to do? Oh, you're breaking up. I'm just kidding. Oh uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, man. You know, like uh, it, it really was between you and I and the whole world, uh, it was, uh, you know, like, so the thing about when I write a song that Paul has to sing, like I want Paul to sing. He's, he's the, he's the voice of our band. Mm-hmm. And the issue is that when, uh, when I present him with a song and he sings it, everyone thinks that he wrote it, you know? So for him, mm-hmm. that's a heavy thing. You know, it's like, right. it's like, he has like he has to be like well uh, I don't know and so we fought about it a lot honestly because it's like it it becomes his it becomes his voice whether he wrote it or not mm-hmm. and like eventually people will understand like you know the super fans will know that I wrote it but most people will think that Paul wrote it and so mm-hmm. Paul's like well I don't know we'll change this and this and this and I'm like no bro that's the way the song goes and like 
we've we fought about it. It was fun. Like, you know, it like, but seriously, it's like we're it's like we're brothers and we're like, you know, I'm like, dude, no, that's the way it goes. And he goes, Well, I don't like that word. I'm like, well, I don't care. That's the way the song goes. I'm like, we would fight about it for a long time. And we also enjoyed fighting about it. <laughs> you, know, like, you, know, you know what I'm saying? Like, are you, I mean, do you have brothers or do you have siblings? I have a sister. She's much younger than I am. Okay. Well, so we didn't really she, have the fighting. She would say, she would say, like, she would, yeah, yeah. hit me, but I, yeah, <laughs> but like, yeah, but it's like, so, you know, I'd be like, probably like, well, I want to change this. And I'm like, well, I don't care. And like, I'm like, cool. And we were like literally butt heads pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And so, um, well, what's your favorite interview they've done? What's your, like, what's your favorite interview you've ever done? I'm this gonna flip the Sorry, this one. <laughs> and that, yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> nice, yeah, me too, bro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> see what you did there. Um, honestly, I don't know, man. I've, 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 we've published just of this podcast alone over one thousand interviews. Yeah, I, I looked. I looked at your like you've done a lot of shit. It's cool. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what my favorite one would be. Everyone's got their own cool story. Yeah. I mean, I think like it's it's so interesting to just talk to people and be like, so like, what's up? Like, and it sounds, I'm going to rephrase that. Sorry. (laughs) I don't mean to belittle what you do. No, no, no. You know what I'm saying? It's like, Hey, like, Hey man, like what, what do you love about music? Or like, what, like, what's your thing? Like, you know, it's so cool. Like I I have a bunch of friends that do like, uh, xm like serious stuff and they're like uh-huh they sort of like stumbled into it and i was like yep cool like just talking on the radio <laughs> it's like well good job like yeah no i like, got in i got into it because i couldn't play an instrument i love music i mean i could i could, I could play an instrument but i wasn't any good or i knew it wasn't a path that i'd ever be able to be good at so this route i got to be in the the industry and hang out with people and go to the shows and kind of do my own service yeah. within the industry and um that's i've, I've just yeah. loved it I, I appreciate that man oh, holy shit i'm still on my phone where i'm on the cover of, i'm on the cover of a magazine what yeah maybe that's why you're blown up well i mean no, it was, i was gonna relic. say you're in a group so, text <laughs> just no, kidding well yeah absolutely so, wait, <laughs> so so relics relics magazine um is you know relics it's like not fucking rolling stone to be clear but like it's, it's cool relics is like when i was a kid like went back to 16 year old me uh-huh. um, when I was a kid, like, man, I would, I would like cut out the covers of this magazine and wow. I'd cut out pictures. And I was like, I would hang the covers of this magazine on my fucking wall as a kid. And um, it was like Jerry Garcia and Trey or whatever, whoever the fuck was on there. Like mm-hmm. I'm a hippie, whatever. Don't point being man. I would have this cover, this magazine, the cover of this magazine on my wall. And now um, I just saw that we're on the cover. <laughs> wow. That's huge. You literally just saw this right now. Well, I knew, I knew this was coming, but like, man, like, like, whoa, like I knew, I knew it was going to happen, but like, I know it sounds dorky, but like, dude, like for me, like, like obviously we're not going to be the hugest band in the world. We're, we're green sky bluegrass. We're not going to be, the, you know, whatever we are, we are. We'll sell more tickets than your band. That's for sure. Whoever you are. But, <laughs> but like, now that being said, but like, Man, like literally as a kid, like I would like put that that magazine, those covers on my wall as a guitar playing kid. Now, I might I'm not trying to be emotional or anything, but like motherfucker, dude, I'm on that cover now. 
(laughs) That is so cool. That is so cool. There's something to be said, like, you know, like the, 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 like the twist of it is it's important shit, you know, like, you know, like maybe, you know, maybe my mom would be proud of me. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, she will. That's so cool. That is so special. Now you get to have another cover on your wall, but yeah, with yeah. you, right? <laughs> there's no, there's no, there's no print magazines anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you they'll send you where one. <laughs> where, do you buy, where do you buy a magazine? <laughs> Dude, I had a Rolling Stone magazine uh, yeah, subscription yeah. up until about yeah. two years ago. Like, yeah, this great, I guess it's great tape. You want to check it out? <laughs> <laughs> but having a print mag i mean there's dude it's like how people still buy vinyl like people want like it's something to be said about having something physical in your hand i'm just making fun of myself but like seriously man that's so cool it's it's fucking cool i mean like i'm not an emotional guy well yes i am but (laughs) like you know imagine imagine me as like a as like a 14 15 16 year old kid being like man I'm going to cut off this cover and put it on my bedroom wall because Prince or Garcia or whoever's on there, like, man, it's going to be cool. And motherfucker. That's huge. I mean, it's, 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 it's not huge. But it's cool. <laughs> no, it's huge. I mean, it's important to me. It's important like, to you. And that's so yeah. important. And um, yeah. there's yeah. probably, uh, there's got to be kids, kids out there that are exactly like you. That are you know gonna be that like I can't wait till like I'm I, maybe I'm gonna be on the cover of this magazine one day like it it's it's so cool I'm basically like a international rock star I'm pretty sure I'm basically like a totally international rock star you are and I'm now you're like I don't know if you heard I'm on the cover of like I'll sign up for you no <laughs> That when you go to the, the supermarket, just, you know, yeah, I don't know. If, do you know who I, you don't recognize me? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't pay for groceries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Somebody goes and gets them for you. <laughs> no, I'm on the cover of Relics. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> hey, yeah. I don't know if you know who I am. I'm on the cover of Relics. Uh, mm-hmm. Dude, that's so awesome. That's huge. And I'm so glad that you were able to like literally witness that while you're yeah, talking was, with me. Was, I mean, was... we have it recorded with a moment recorded. Wait, you're recording? Yeah, and you didn't hear that guy yell at you in the beginning. Of this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I, I mean, I like, yeah, I, I appreciate that moment. Like, I, I think, like, I enjoyed talking about this stuff with you. And like, thank you for thank this. you. Like, I think no, thank you. I think you get it, which is appreciated. Like, I really appreciate that personally. <laughs> like, thank you. <laughs> no, I, dude, I was that kid, man. If I saw myself on that, I would die. Like, literally, like, I wouldn't know what what to do. Yeah, I, mean, I can only imagine the emo- like the emotions going through you. Like, oh yeah, my man. god, like it, that's so huge. It's so special. Yeah. I mean, you saw it. I was like trying to act cool. I'm like, not cool. <laughs> like, no, that was cool. So I'm cool. Gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to the goddamn whatever. Where, where the fuck do you buy magazines? <laughs> I don't know. Barnes and Noble. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, where the fuck where the fuck do I buy magazines? <laughs> I have no idea. Uh, I bet you can find it. You know, you know what? I think Guitar Center might even ha- would have that. To be honest, right. I'm like dead serious. I used to take my son there for guitar no, lessons. Are you just saying? That? No, I wish I had. Hey, if you, <laughs> I wish I had Guitar Center. <laughs> uh, no, but... Brought to you by. <laughs> <laughs> Real quick, brought to you by. <laughs> I would like. I would like. I want to go see myself. On a on a magazine rack, but there's no magazine racks anymore. <laughs> like, 
you can find it. I guarantee. You. I, well, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm, I'm like. I'm trying to get out of this interview so I can go find it. Okay. Well, I'll I'll I'll, I'll brief it up here, and then you can I'm go kidding. find it. Uh, no, but seriously, um, th- that's awesome. Is that a monthly? Monthly, I would imagine, right? Uh, no, it's annually. <laughs> no, monthly. I don't know. Some of them come out every it week. Is, it's month, a couple it's weeks. Yes. Okay. So yeah, so, so you're on March, March cover. Then you have plenty of time to go grab it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, like over there, the, over there, the old uh, periodical station. <laughs> <laughs> you have plenty of time to go find somewhere selling magazines. <laughs> <laughs> Thank <you for> that. <laughs> Thanks, man. Really appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'll be right there. Hey, if you find it before me, just buy it for me. And just, I will, and I'll drive yeah. to your house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh. So you, can, so you, can, you can sell it for double for sure. <laughs> well, I'll buy two, so you can sign one for me. Uh, no, man. Well, so that's awesome. The record's out. Your eighth eighth record, and you're able to tour it, which is amazing. You're on the cover of a magazine, and I really appreciate your time today. This has been so awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it too. I hope this is fun. I don't. I, oh, I've had a blast. I just, you know, I just like to, I like to talk to people. You know, after all this COVID bullshit, it's like, hey, what's up, oh, yeah. human, human? Hi. <laughs> like, right. like, let's be, let's be ourselves. Right. And I think oftentimes I'm really overbearing, and I'm like, well, guess what? For the last two years, we haven't been able to hang out with anybody. <laughs> like, I'm like, what? Right. You're right. I mean, anyway, yeah. yeah I, I hope that was enjoyable for you too. It has been, man. This has been so fun. Thank you. Uh, Thank before you, I let before I let you go find that magazine, I have one more question for you. Where's the magazine? Uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any advice for aspiring artists? Yeah, man. Um, what kind of artist? What are you talking about? What's the question? Any uh, musician. If you could give yourself, if you can give 16 year old self you advice before you're on the cover of Relic Magazine, what would you say? <laughs> uh, um, well, I mean, I got a couple different ideas about this. It's a good question for what it's worth. Um, I think that, um, you know, for me, there's a difference between an artist and, and an entertainer. You know what I'm saying? And mm-hmm. like, I'm not sure which is better. Uh, I've tried at time. I try to be both, but like, like, great musicians are great musicians. The people that make people happy are a little bit of a different ilk, as it were. And and I'm not saying one's better than the other. I don't know which is which. And like, I'm not the best musician in the world, but I try. Like, I, I'm I'm myself. I try and play with myself, but like, you know make people happy <laughs> like the, the you know and like you could like sure go to berkeley be a great artist be your best like fucking badass ninja like blah, 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 guy but like all one good but like at the end of the day in my in my perspective um be an entertainer make people smile you know like if the, the people need this world's so fucked up right now and if for two hours a night or three hours a night you can make someone smile. That's the deal, man. Like for me, that, that, that's my advice. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>